Hello, you're on Q12.444 and you've just won a trip to Brazil. Oh my god, really? Yes, you uh, you did, caller. All you have to do is uh, name the capital of Brazil. Uh, okay, I know this. It's, uh, it's obviously not Rio. It's uh, the one, no, it's the one you're thinking of. It's It's the first thing that pops into your head. The wrong answer that pops into your head right away. That's the one, that's the one. Quito. You won a trip to oh Brazil! Oh my god, I can't believe it. Oh my god, I'm so good at geography. Are you for real? We won? Are you for real? <laughs> yes, we're for real, because this is Real Rotten, the podcast, the movie w- podcast where we watch movies underneath 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. That's Nick Lyons, I'm Steven Ramirez. Uh, we keep it real, we stay rotten, and uh, it's Spooktober. Spooktober everybody. is back upon us. Unbelievable. Nick, what's, uh, what's, your, what's your favorite autumnal uh, 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 fixation? I love a uh, pumpkin spiced uh, brain. Pumpkin spiced brain. Brain. Yep. 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 Wow. Are we talking about brain matter? No. In your, my in your favorite. Cranium, my or are favorite. We talking about the sexual. Uh, 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 uh. Pumpkin brain. I'm talking about pumpkin brain, and specifically the guy that dances with the pumpkin head and wears the black suit. That's that's my favorite part of fall. The gif. Yeah, the that, gif of that one man in his uh, in his black unitard dancing with his pumpkin head. That is the guy for me. That is fall signature. That is uh, right right when the season hits. I uh, I load that gif up and I and I and I spray it out like pepper spray, like pumpkin spice pepper spray. You know everywhere. You know it's hot AF during uh, during the autumn. Uh, uh, getting a flu shot. Oh, get a yeah. flu shot, everybody. Never never considered one until this year. Really? Uh, yeah, I may get one. Yeah, I may get one. Well, did you know that the flu is more dangerous than the coronavirus? Couldn't even, didn't even realize that. Thank you oh. for dropping mind bombs yep, on me. Yep, I'm here to tell you guys. I'm here to use my platform to tell everybody that the the common flu that has been around for hundreds, hundreds of years, hundreds of millions of years, it seems years? like, uh, is is worse than coronavirus, which has kept us in our in in the quarantine for the last eight months. I feel like you're you're spreading some. Uh... Misinformation? Some propaganda. Me? Why? Me? The President of the United States spreading (laughs) misinformation? (laughs) How dare you? How dare you, sir? (laughs) Anyway, uh, uh, go out and vote, everybody. You know the fucking vibes? Speaking of an essential work, uh, movies are canceled until 2021. Movies are canceled, everybody. Cinema is canceled. Movie news is there won't be any movie news except for moving of release dates for the next six or seven months. At least. Which... Brings me to the thing I wanted to talk about, which is Oscar race. There is no Oscar. Uh, they're going to have Academy Awards. There's no way. There's going to. How? They're just going to anyway with all the movies that got released. There's like ten movies. Which that got is released. why, yeah, exactly. So this is this year is a wild card year and probably could be 
I know the Academy Awards will never really figure it out, but this is the year for them to fuck around. So are you telling me that James Marsden finally gets his Best Supporting Actor I Oscar think, for Sonic? I think that something weird happens. Something that, weird does that happen. They're, they're going to have to dig real deep to get some of these uh, some of these people, and I'm, I, I I'm excited to see what happens with it. Well, they're finally going to... Oh, yeah, James Marsden, so, Best Supporting so Actor. I'm saying that now is our chance. If any, This is our only chance to uh, to influence bad movies getting Oscars. This is okay. this is the Suicide Squad year, where uh, there could be some movies in the fifty percentiles that walk away with an Oscar because there's either a one performance from somebody, and they're all streaming movies, all streamers. That's the thing. Yeah, is that they're gonna have to fully embrace the whole streaming lifestyle. Yeah, they did for this year anyway. They said that a movie doesn't even have to show in theaters this year. That's insane. So Netflix is first of all gonna walk away with everything. Netflix or Amazon. This is what, yeah. Or Amazon so, doesn't really have any movies uh, this year for some reason. I know. So I, I'm, I'm getting pretty excited. We're, yeah. We'll talk about it uh, come come Oscar time. Does that mean HBO falls into the Oscar category f- finally, or are they still relegated to the to the Emmy, Golden Globes? Uh, no, some, some of their their feature films will be considered. What's like what like Bad Education? You think something that was like last that? year? That was last year. Oh, it was this year. No, it was this year. Yeah. You're right. I guess, yeah, it would be. Wow. Wow. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Exciting I'm, stuff. Exciting stuff. I'm pessimistic. Also, sorry to Kyle. The Batman is now 2022. So, big shouts to Kyle. You know, career year. Career year 2020. All of us, career year. Um. Now let's get into the, to the real uh, to the real nitty gritty. Uh, the movie we're talking about today, because it is Spooktober. This is the second part of of our Spooktober series, twenty twenty. Maybe a third part along the way. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we're gonna see. Uh, Probably not. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah, we're gonna give you a little uh, little Sunday scary. There's gonna be one more. We're gonna do one more, and then because because we got big big episodes ninety nine and one hundred lined up. Uh, so we we do need one filler until then. We need all killer, no filler. Uh, so. Literally, still, still, jury's out on the third, uh, the third film for Spooktober, but uh, but we have a classic for the second choice, and it is, uh, it, it is because we're a sequels podcast. We it, are. It is a sequel to a a '90s classic slasher, Cats podcast, Hellboy always podcast, perpetual Cats podcast, sequel podcast. Uh, we are. We're gonna get into it. We are a Peck Pryor podcast. Peck we're Pryor. Gonna, I don't know who you're talking oh, about. Oh, we're gonna get into it because he was the he was the editor of uh, this film, which is the sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, that's right, folks. It's I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Let's get a taste. You want to get a drink? Since last summer, Julie James hasn't had a decent relationship. And I want everything to be like it was. It just isn't. But someone still wants her. It's happening again. Someone's still watching her. He was in there. Someone's close enough to reach out and touch her. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. Something get me! I'm right here! I still know what you did last summer. Rated R. Hell yeah! Give me that. How does it feel? How does it? I almost listened to the soundtrack for this film uh, on the way over here. Oh yeah, the, that's the Which highlight. Isn't of, bad actually. Both of these films, the highlight for sure uh, is the soundtrack. We'll, we'll talk about it though. Um, yeah, I still know what you did last summer. Believe it or not, this movie existed. This was released in uh, in the late '90s. Critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes: seven percent. That's bad. 
the, bad. The, the OG is also very bad. Uh, it's like in the 30s. It's something. in the 30s. It's like 35. Yeah, it's yeah. just a little too high. We I don't w- have a fat quarter, by the way. That's another That's another little little highlight. No fat corner, no fact check. There's there's a couple facts today, and one of the facts is that we're a factless society now. Who needs them? We're a post-fact society. Yeah. 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 We can, we're, we're making up. We're making stuff up now. We are an alternate facts we podcast. We are an alternate facts, which is uh, that these two movies are good. I yeah. know what you did last summer, and I still know what you did last summer. I mean, check that audience score. Uh, possibly the laziest uh, titling. It is, but, but at the fun. same, it's, it's effective. It's fun. The first, the first movie, uh, very effective because it's like, ooh, I know what you did last summer, and and they talked about it during the first film all the time. With the second title, um, they just really did it for continuity. There was no other. There was no other way to to title this movie. I would think. No. Right. You can't name the sequel anything else unless it's like. Terror Island, or some shit. It's actually awesome that they didn't go with a colon. Butcher Bay. They they went with the. It's really rare that you see the addition happen to the front. To the front of, instead of the back. Yeah, the yeah. front instead of the back. Like two or again. Yeah. Or uh, uh or or any colon, the revenge or any colon. Like I know what you did last summer. Colon. We're on an island. Would you think <laughs> it would be a more effective title if it was just I still know. No, because I don't. I don't think people. Uh, yeah, I don't think people. Unless you saw Jennifer Love Hewitt on the poster, you wouldn't know. Yeah, but then, then again, that 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 uh, ominous uh, uh, generic title may lead uh, audience members in. What do they still know? Who's who are they talking about? Is this a sequel? I don't know. I'm just going to walk in because, Name because I see That's Jennifer the Love Hewitt. The reason they might know is because this movie was made one year after the original, like very very quickly turned around. Yeah, quick turnaround. Uh, audience score twenty nine percent. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree with that. One I think, out of three. I think it would be higher than that. One out of three. Less than one out of three. I would think one point five out of three people. So one and a half. Uh, one man's like uh, solid thirty eight percent. There's like the dude that likes it, and then there's the girl that likes to scream at it, but doesn't like the movie, and then there's the other person that. Hates I feel it. English as a second language people really enjoy this. Really enjoy <laughs> yeah. horror films, let alone this film series. This is a. This is a strictly. Was it Halloween, the last one that we did, where it was like purely tropes and all jump scares? Yeah, Halloween uh, Resurrection. Yeah, that was probably it. Uh, or yeah, because because the other Halloweens that we did, Halloween, uh, Halloween Two, and um, yeah, the zombie Rob Zombie, Rob zombie ones, those weren't the same. Those were just inappropriate. Yeah, yeah the Halloween uh, Resurrection was the tropiest of the tropes until this movie. Until this movie. This is that call. This is the scream trope movie. This is the scream knockoff. Yes, but we're gonna get into that. I th- I, I think it's I think it's people would like it more than twenty nine percent. Yeah, especially because yeah. the people going to see this movie are going for the reason that they, and they get what they're coming for, which is just like loud music and uh, screaming. <laughs> yeah, loud music, screaming, pretty pretty young pretty young things. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, blurb is boring, predictable, and bereft of thrills or chills. I still know what you did last summer is exactly the kind of rehash that gives horror sequels a bad name. Yeah, that's pretty pretty straightforward. There's nothing really much to say about that. Nick, what you got for a blurb? I went to our guy Felix Vasquez of Cinema uh, Blend. Nice. Uh, he said, completely wraps itself around the film's utter moronic plot elements and red herrings at every turn. <laughs> I mean, there's two red herrings, but okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah, but they do just like, uh, you could tell when they're writing this, they came up with like the three twists first, and then yeah. they're like, we're going to make everything fit around these twists I rather than coming in. up with better ideas. <laughs> 
Uh, Kevin Thomas from the LA Times writes, merely a fairly silly and ultra gory schlocker shocker. I like it. Ultra gory schlocker shocker. Boom, 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 boom. Bum, bum. So the Monster Mash is a song about the Monster Mash. Not it's not the song the Monster Mash. It's not not even, doing the Monster. It's mash. like the tribute. It's like a, the Tenacious. D, oh, speaking of Tenacious D, Jack Black in this movie, uh, they wrote a song about the greatest song that they forgot. The Monster Mash is actually about doing the Monster Mash. It's not the Monster Mash. Yeah, but but it, you're, but the story, the narrative story goes: the guy goes into a laboratory one night, and he 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 stumbles upon a great big fright, in that all the monsters were doing the monster mash. So it's yeah. not only him showing up to the monster mash bash; yeah. he's he's doing the but monster it's, mash. It's him singing the song about the monster mash. It's not the song that they do the monster mash to. I thought they do. I thought it's like Chubby Checker. No, they did the like mash. Like when you do the they twist, did, you no, do the did, twist. They did the monster mash, the monster mash. <laughs> it was a graveyard smash. It was a graveyard smash. Yeah. So, so he's, he's just, just describing it. He's just describing it. This is the story describing I the monster that. mash. I see that. I feel that. I don't know where, that was where a, you were going That was from. a Twitter discovery <laughs> that I made this week that I thought we had to bring out for Spooktober. Right. That was good. That was good spook, spooky news. Uh, Aug Ebert with Ebert. Speaking of, speaking of scaries, the, he rises from the dead. Uh, Roger Ebert writes, <laughs> it contains no characters of any interest, no dialogue worth hearing, no originality of conception, no ambition other than to pocket dollars of anyone unlucky enough to go to a movie named I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. When a movie begins, I imagine an empty room in my mind that is about to be filled. This movie left the room furnished with only dust and a few dead flies. <laughs> I really like that line. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Roger. Ebert, the man. Pulling no punches. Yeah. What did he, how many stars did he give it? Uh, two, I think. Two or one. I, I don't have it on. I feel like one would be what he would give it. Yeah, one's good. One and a half. I think it's one and a half. Uh, a bridge actors, director section. Uh, director Danny Cannon. Uh, Cannon, Dan- Cannon, Cannon. Cannon. He later became that. a DJ uh, and ruined all the songs that you would download from the internet for free because you were too poor to buy iTunes. Well, don't worry because he ruined a lot of movies like uh, Goal, The Dream Begins, and Judge Dredd. Oh, Goal! Yeah. <laughs> A British, uh, a British director who uh, who hasn't done a lot recently. He did the sliced alone Judge Dredd. Yes, right? the, not the not the Carl not the Caleb and Judge Dredd. Caleb, I'm, I'm Judge Dredd. Writer uh, Trey Calloway. It sounds that sounds like a familiar name. Like that guy, he's a that guy. He seems yeah. like, but he's not. He's not. He's not because this is his only writing credit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I did in the trivia they they did say that the guy who wrote Scream Three. And uh, Dawson's Creek yes. was supposed to write this movie. Well, he's the original. The, the well, guy who wrote the, the first one. Yeah, he wrote the original Scream, and he wrote the original uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. The The whole story is he wrote Scream to be like the, the, tro- the what do you call it, the, the satire on tropes, on, on, on scary tropes. Which is well done. Which is well done. And then he goes to I Know What You Did Last Summer, where he's like, oh, let's take all those tropes and just make them real. <laughs> so, he's like, oh, bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I did watch, so I did watch, is this the part where you, I can talk about sure. me watching the original? I know, know what you did last Yeah, summer. let's talk about Have it. Have you seen it? I did. I watched it before I watched the second one. Okay, yeah. I thought that that was necessary, first of all. And uh, I thought that it was fine. Also, okay. It was it was great having the two three-named women in it, uh, Jennifer Love Hugh and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Probably peak both of their powers uh-huh. in the late 90s. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, maybe both of them... Kept, they kept their power through the early 2000s. It's a historical movie in, in a lot of ways. It really is. Ryan Philippi, Freddie Prinze, uh, uh, Galecki. Yeah, Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki. 
the thing that really sucks, and we'll get to in this one too, is the 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 bad guy is just not good. Yeah, it's a whatever bad guy. But yeah, then, but that's... then again, like if this was the eighties, if this movie was made in like eighty eight, it'd be an effective movie. Like it'd yeah. probably be a top top tier uh, slasher film. What do you know about the hook? The hook story. There's thing. multiple stories. Yeah, that was always my dad's favorite scary story to tell us when we were go camping, which was like twice in my entire life. It's it's funny because they bring up this this as the big bad of the, of the guy with the hook hand, and this is around the same time that Urban Legends came out. The movie Urban Legends. You remember the movie Urban Legends? Is that the one with Tom Cruise? Uh, that's Legend. Oh, okay. that's the one with the uh, with Tim Curry <laughs> as a giant uh, demon. Um. <laughs> But no, Urban Legends is this is the slasher film where everybody dies by the urban legend, like the guy in the back seat, or Pop Rocks and Coke, or oh, Hamster so in a Microwave, like old school Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> because it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> okay. um, but but yeah, that's another movie. We might have to do that for next Spooktober because Urban Legends, the final cut, the sequel, that's under twenty five percent for sure. Has to be. Has to be. Gotta be. Gotta be. Uh, you gotta be. But anyways, let's get back into okay, it. Okay, time for you to tell us why we're a Peck Pryor podcast. Look, the editor of this film is Peck Pryor. If you triple, don't know, triple P Peck Pryor podcast. Yeah, if you don't know who Peck Pryor is, he is a uh, popping them peas, le- popping them peas. Legendary editor. Legendary? Are you saying that in, in italics? Well, he's done movies that we've done for sure on the podcast, a la Joe Dirt. Um, he edited Joe Dirt. He edited Joe Dirt. That's why Mama named you Joe Dirt, Peck Pryor. But he's also done movies that we're probably going to do, like um, like Deuce, Biz- Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, Master of Disguise, uh, The Animal. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Okay. Weekend of Bernie's 2. He's still going. We might have to do Weekend of Bernie's 2 if, if, if our Felix oh, Cedar yeah. passes away. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the, the classic five-year-old film, Pixels. Oh, Pixels. Mm-hmm. So he he's just friends with David Spade and Adam Sandler, I guess. He did a lot of the the movies. So Vampire Suck, Disaster Movie, Epic Movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Without a paddle. With future contender, we are going to do that movie. If he, it's he's, the last thing I damn we're do. We're a Peck Pryor podcast. I'm trying to tell you. Okay, we're doing without a paddle next summer. Actors. J L H. Actors in this film. We have Jennifer the Love Hewitt, of course. Okay, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Where where was she at this time? She was right after Party of Five, uh, pre obviously pre Ghost Whisperer. Uh, yeah, this is this is the kickoff to her movie career, or lack thereof. It was it was I know what you did, I still know, and then she was in Heartbreakers, and then she was in she was in the movie that we should have done uh, for Quarantine House Arrest. That was her first film. Yes, yes, yes. We really missed out on that. Yeah, that was a bummer. But don't worry, we're gonna when the second she wave did comes, that, we'll she do did it. that right before. Uh... Yeah, right before I know what you did last. When the summer. second lockdown occurs, any time now, we're gonna do. A house That's arrest. true, and then she, then she really can't hardly wait. Was her big? So she did big love role. Yes. Yeah, house arrest. I know what you did last summer, and then she became teen heartthrob in Can't Hardly Wait. Mm-hmm. And she was in an episode of Wake Me's World as Jennifer Love Pfefferman. <laughs> wow, I like that. Wow, good, uh, good going there, and then. Uh, yeah, then you're right. Then she kind of fell off. She was in the music video for Smash Mouth, Can't Get Enough of You Baby, though. So yeah. I think that was in Can't Hardly Wait, wasn't it? Wasn't that song in Can't Hardly Wait? I don't know. Probably. Probably. Uh, we also have the one and only Brandy uh, in this film, one of her only film roles. We are basically a Jennifer Love Hewitt podcast now that I look at all of it. Well, she's, uh, not, she's in bad movies, but not bad enough. Yeah. Like Heartbreakers and... Um, Harp, yeah, Harper. That's the only movie I can think no, of. The, the tuxedo. The is tuxedo. Ba- is yeah, bad that's enough, a huge right? contender. Yeah. Love the tuxedo. Yeah. Big. Uh, I can't wait to get to another Jackie Chan movie. 
Yeah, you're right. She just isn't really in anything. Yeah, it's unfortunate. She's a she's a TV star. She's she's relegated to the to the small screen, which is unfortunate or fortunate. Yeah, the client list. Big client list fan. Are you big yeah. Heidi Fleiss guy? <laughs> uh, Brandy is also in this film. Brandy. Brandy, very rare Brandy. movie appearance. Where's a braided chain made of finest silver? Wait. Brandy, R&B legend. Oh, no. It's time for Brandy. No, it's, yeah, it's Brandy. Moesha. Moesha. Yeah. Moesha. Classic. Classic sitcom. Now available on uh, HBO Max. Uh, Mackay Pfeiffer in one of his earlier roles. Yep. Um, that was pretty power pairing right there at the time. It was, but I, an under, underutilized. But now is Mackay Pfeiffer, his most famous role is being the name Mackay Pfeiffer in the Eminem song. Yeah. <laughs> Say no movie, no Mackay Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah. Pretending to be Eminem's best friend in 8 Mile. That's <laughs> yeah. Mackay Pfeiffer's best role. That's probably his best role. Yeah. Then, and then honestly, his second best role, oh, when he's O. Yep. Yep. When he's O. Yep. That's great. Great. That's all I got to say. Freddie Prinze Jr. He's back. My guy, Freddie Prinze Jr., uh, a, a supernova in the late 90s, if you would. He actually turned out pretty okay. He did. Considering how, how high his star was. He's a normal guy. Like, yeah, what, ca- right, calling right now, back. Calling right now, he's got very good awareness of like his, his role in the late 90s and early 2000s. Well, same with his wife. I mean, this is where they yeah. initially met was on, the, on was this, this movie. Was how the they first met movie. The first movie? And I Know What You Did Last Summer, and then they reconnected. I thought they'd always met on... Uh, oh, so they reconnected on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, they were started dating when Scooby-Doo was in production. Oh, so yeah. they weren't dating then. They, they, they dated, met each other. They met in 98 when uh, the first movie released. Was it 97, 98? 97. Um, 97. They met in 97. Kind of, kind of fell by the wayside, and then they got back together in '99. Well, look at you yeah. schooling me on uh, that's on, my trivia. on your relationship podcast. That's Listen, trivia. we are a celebrity relationship podcast. Yeah, but uh, Stephen doesn't like to admit it until what's today. Our, what's our satellite? What's our satellite podcast? Love? What's that one where they talk about celebrities that we don't know about? Who Weekly? Yeah, the Who, the Who Weekly. Great podcast. Who? Uh, <laughs> Jennifer Esposito. Yeah, we are a Jennifer Esposito podcast. I love Jennifer Esposito. She's, I think about her uh, every every time she comes up. I'm just like, she's so good. How is she just not the best of all her. time? Love her so much. Yeah. Uh, she was in Welcome to Collinwood, one of my early uh, early Nick movies. Oh, uh, she was in Dracula 2000. That's what I was thinking of. We didn't do that though. No. Um. Shit. She was in something we did. I know it. We'll have to get back to you on that. Uh, NCIS. Oh, she was in Taxi. She was in Taxi. Sorry, 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 sorry. She was in Taxi. She was in Taxi. You're right. My, my you're, right you're right. My apologies. You're right. You're right. She's in The Boys. She's doing great right now. She's Love generous. No, she's she's stellar. Uh, Matthew Settle. Who's Matthew Settle? Anyone know? Anyone? 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 I believe he was the dock worker. I don't know. No, he was Will Benson. He oh, was, that was the, yeah, that was the Will Benson. Ben Wilson. Ben Wilson. Will uh, Benson. Speaking of which, we have Muse Watson, who was the killer. Uh, Muse Watson, uh, 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 nobody. What do you know about him? Nothing. Yeah, that's. We'll talk about it, we'll but yeah, Muse it. Watson is the biggest waste in in these two movies. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have the three best cameos in a horror film of all time. You have Jeffrey Coombs, who is famous as being the reanimator, also as the lead detective in The Frighteners, in case anybody has seen that film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, weird guy. Uh, it's a Peter Jackson film. Peter uh, Jackson. Peter Jackson. It's a Peter Jackson film. Peter Jackson. Uh, you have Jack Black, who plays uh, not as problematic as I remember, but still kind of problematic. Uh, drug hippie dude, hippie dude with dreadlocks guy. 
pretty problematic, fairly problematic. Not uh, as problematic as I remember, because I swear, this is a Mandala effect, but I swear he was, uh, he had a Jamaican accent. He didn't. Yeah, I know, but previous watch, I thought he did, and then I rewatched it, and he didn't. Actually, right now, I just watched the movie a couple days ago, and a little bit today, and... Uh, he had a, a quote-unquote urban accent. I feel like he still had a Jamaican accent. But he didn't have a Jamaican <laughs> okay, accent. Okay, well, cool. He didn't. That he was... It was the it was maybe the worst Jack Black performance that I've seen Jack Black do. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's, this is he's a, always the best part of any movie that he's in. Fairly early in his career, but still not. This is this was not the right role for him to take. It I think this was a money role. It wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, and then and then of course our guy John Hawks, uh, and in one of his earliest roles, if not his first one, I don't know. I don't know, but we needed more of John Hawks. We're gonna get into that. And uh, you forgot one, uh, Bill Cobbs. Oh, Bill Cobbs. Old Bill Cobbs. Old Bill Cobbs, who is a... Uh, Arthur Cheney, New we're York Knicks 66. S- where Bill Cosby is out and Bill Cobbs is in. Let's, give, let's, let's, let's remember that Bill Cobbs is the best Bill Cobbs. Bill Cobbsby? Bill Cobbsby. Yeah. Uh, Bill Cobbs, you, you would he, he, you for sure recognize his face. He's the janitor from Airbud. Yeah. He was in Night at the Museum. <laughs> yeah. He was in... Oh, yeah, Night at the Museum. Osgood uh, and Powerful, That Thing You Do. Uh, yeah, he was in That Thing You Do. That's right. He was uh, Del, uh, Del Paxson. He's he's a definite that guy. One of the biggest that guys. Best that guy of the 90s. Yeah. One of the best 90s old old black gentlemen. And he works a lot. He is always... Is he still an, working? Always an old black gentleman. Is he still working? Yeah, he's still making wow, films. He's an old man. He was in two shows in 2020, and he's got four in production still. So, uh, congrats to our guy, our guy, Bill Cobbs. William Cobbs, congratulations. Born in 1934. Wow, wow. What does that make him, 86? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Shouts to our guy from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, so, let's, you know, let's remember Air Bud. People from Cleveland are just a different breed. We're going to do it. We're, maybe we'll do an Air Bud month where we do every sequel to Air Bud. <laughs> no, no. He's got to be in a be- worse movie because Air, <laughs> yeah. Air Bud's too good. Too good. It is. Uh, fat Corner. Fat Corner. It's fact. It's it's just alternative fact. Alternative Fat Corner. These could be true. Soapbox, These could not be if true. you would. Uh, release date is November 13, 1998. So we're, we're, nearing, a, we're nearing an anniversary here. Uh, the question is, did I say for my birthday? I did not. I was oh. nine years old. I was turning uh, turning nine. Not gonna happen. I know. I for sure saw this on uh, on Black Box pay per view. Uh, rated R, of course. Yep. For gore, there's some violence. Yeah, there's it's some language, some language, some violence. I mean, there is that one scene with the hotel manager where you see him get like he has a he has a machete in his head. So yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty gory. Uh, runtime of this only film. only one fuck, right? I think so. I only just remember the one at the end when JLH uh, drops drops a big F. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a big that was a big F bomb. Runtime hour forty, too long. Too long. Too long. There was a lot of cuttable stuff in this movie. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Hence the editor Peck Brower just like leave it all in. <laughs> yeah, they were just like uh, they're like give us somewhere between an hour thirty and an hour thirty five, and he's like you got one forty two. Here you go, and they're like you got to cut some out. Cuts yeah. two minutes. Yeah. I could see the working cut of this being like two hours and then being like, Peck, Fuck. we don't have, we, this is a slasher movie. Come on, man. It's a self-made slasher movie in that if you show this movie in its full two-hour form, people are going to rip their eyeballs out of <laughs> the movie theater and you're going to have live live interaction violence. Uh, Taglines, uh, the main tag, some people never forget. That's a good one. Yeah, that's pretty good. But now it just always reminds me of Secret Bed. People don't forget. That was like four years ago. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> uh, my tagline is get hooked again. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, mine is we know what you're doing this summer. Which, not not seeing this movie. <laughs> well, this movie released in autumn, so. <laughs> like, well, oh yeah, we didn't talk. Well, what? Wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a scary movie. It's a scary movie, and but, it releases. Well, it's released in November. I think the biggest issue is, is that you got to release this movie in uh, late September. Yeah, and before have it, October. Yeah, and have it run because you still get like this the end of summer vibes, you know. So it's the end of summer, early October. Uh, you can just have it keep playing in the theaters all October. It's, uh, it's safe to say that this this production was probably very moronic. There had to have been something dumb happening here. Yeah. Uh, there hasn't been a, uh, a tell-all written about this movie, shockingly. Uh, nobody cares. Because no one cares, yeah. Yeah, so... Hmm. Plot keywords. Hooded figure. Hooded figure, Haunted, yep. haunted by the past. Everybody is. Female bartender. Female bartender. Cleavage. Cle- <laughs> cleavage alert. There's a lot of cleavage. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Brandy uh, filled that quota. Mostly J-Love. Fisherman. Yeah. And Fisherman. I'm glad that they snuck Fisherman in there, right? especially after cleavage. You yeah. think that it's taking a turn. Female bartender, cleavage, but then it jumps right back to Fisherman, yeah. which is really the genesis of these movies. It really <laughs> These two is. movies are about the briny uh, see, it's about it's about a guy being out there on the ocean and just thinking I'm gonna murder some kids. It's about yeah, living that old salt life. Yeah, just being just being a crusty old crab man, and and you you need some thrill in your life, and that thrill, murdering teens, murdering yeah, murdering sex crazed teenagers. Yep, drugged out, alcoholic. So in the first teenagers. movie, uh, will. Will Byers, Will no, Will not Byers. Will Byers, Will Byers. Up, upside down kid, uh, Ben Willis. That's his name. That's the killer's name. Yes. Uh, he gets hit by their car, driven by Freddie Prince, and then no, they, by Ryan. Uh, no, yeah, it is for Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Phillippe was yeah. too drunk to yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they then they they try to throw him in the ocean, so he just he's dead. But they think he's dead. But, but he was just, alive. He, Somehow he didn't have a pulse for a while, and then he came back to life. Then they throw him in the ocean, throw him and then the he's ocean. alive again. And then he's alive again. And then he vanishes. Yep. And he vanishes. And he comes back a year later and, and kills the kids. Yeah. Because he remembers. Why did he wait a year? Did it take him a year to heal up? I guess. And then so he goes after him, and then Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince find out he's a fisherman on the boat. But he was, also, he was also murdering people before this happened, He was too. killing those. So the story goes Ben killed, the, he, killed he, the guy that killed his daughter. And then while he, oh. while he was finishing murdering So he the kid, was a good guy? No, no, no. So remember the, at the beginning of the first movie, you have the dude sitting next to the water drinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the dude that killed the girl. And so Ben killed that guy okay. who was living out there. And as he was walking back from killing that kid, he yeah, gets yeah. run over. Okay. And so they, they throw him in over, the, over to the ocean. And then he comes back a year later. And he kills him again. Okay. But I'm like, what the fuck? Like. There's a lot of problems. A lot of, a lot like, of why issues. did it take him a year to do it? Um, I guess to move this. It went, he it, was trying to figure out who did it and remember. Or, I know what you did three months ago. Yeah. So it turns out he didn't die in the first movie. He comes back the second time to to haunt uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and her friends. And yeah, we'll at the end of the first movie, when they set up the second movie, uh, and they're like, "We couldn't find the body, but he's out there somewhere." It's just like, "Oh, okay, he's not. He's not. He's, he's obviously not coming up. back. He's not showing up." Yeah. Uh, budget of this movie twenty four million. It made eighty four. Pretty good. I think this, like I said, this is a good uh, international. Uh, it made forty four internationally, is what I read. Yeah, it made a shitload, of and money it probably did really well on uh, this. This came 
coming out in 98 means it came out in like 2000 for VHS and then DVD wise probably made a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I think the foreign market really appreciate this is an easily translatable movie, you know, like you don't need a lot to, to move the plot along. You can literally rewrite the script and, and, and of, of like their interactions and still finish it the same way because everybody's just watching the gore, you know? Yeah, they're just waiting for the music and the gore. Like it, like the Italian dub would be like... Uh, 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 hey, Jennifer, love you. Jennifer, where are my meatballs? You made the meatballs are brown. Now I must kill you. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, the fish, the fish is under the writing. Oh, smoke on my joint. Uh, the fish, the fish, the fish. Excuse me, Bob, but a boopy. Uh, baby, the bop. Uh, cut that part out, Kyle. <laughs> Trivia. Peter Jackson was asked to direct. <laughs> This would have been a better movie if Peter Jackson was involved. Uh, Peter Jackson, this would be right before Lord of the Rings or during? Pre. This is right before they start start filming. This, I bet I bet they approached him. I thought the third one was 2000, so that means he had maybe just done the first one. It's 2001, 2002, 2003. They did oh, two okay. and a half years of filming, so they started production like around 98, 99. Wow, I wonder what the sliding doors of uh, Peter Jackson directing this movie. I bet they asked ha- him. What happens to his career? I bet they asked him, and he was like, hold on, let me, let me, I got this pitch I'm going to make to Warner Brothers next week. If it doesn't work out, it's probably not going to work out. Yeah. I'll totally do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he he did. He was doing uh, little horror movies. Yeah. Well, he did the Frighteners right before. Yeah, the Frighteners movie called Dead Alive. Dead Alive, which is a classic. He also did Meet the Feebles, which we uh, I wish we could do for the Muppets, but it just isn't quite bad enough. And that's it did, the documentary, right? And it didn't get a, a a release. Yeah, about those really shitty puppets. Yeah. Yep. We watched that in film class, and I feel like we did. Um, and then another piece of trivia, just like with the first film, Roger Ebert including this on his most hated list. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Uh, some trivia's Capital Brazil. They bring I, it up. I didn't know. They bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Rio. I know, but I didn't know that at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. I thought they were right. No one knows what it is. Most uh, people didn't know, which no. which actually is a pretty fun little movie trick that they did. Yeah. They were able to. They were able to. Give a hint to anybody who has any knowledge of geography at all. <laughs> yeah. I guess Rio was the capital until 1960. And then then they moved it to uh, Brasilia. I wonder why they moved it. That's that's I need to talk to Cuz like we can't give uh, can't give Rio everything. Rio already has the hottest the hottest people and the beaches. Like we can't just and that and that statue on the top of that hill. Yeah, Christ the Redeemer. Yeah. Uh but it's not the most populous city. The most populous city is Sao Paulo. So it's Sao Paulo. So it's it's very interesting. Bye, the people. I don't know. Um, uh, the last one is it has a cult following because it features a black final girl. So shouts to Brandy. Shouts uh, to Brandy for making it for surviving. Surviving. Yeah, I like I like that trope. The 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 adverse trope. Is that they couldn't that kill called? Brandy. I think Brandy was Can't. too Brandy was too big at the time. By all means, kill Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, Mackay Pfeiffer had to die. He was whack. Uh, Will had to die. The only people that had to live were Jennifer Love Hewitt. I think if you're going to let Freddie, Jen- J Love, and Brandy. Brandy survive, that was the way to do it. They did it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Kill everybody else. Yeah. Jennifer Esposito didn't really have to go. She died in a dumb way. She died a really dumb way. Yeah. <laughs> really dumb way. Uh, time for a new segment, what I like to call Crazy Credits. Oh, my God. Uh, this is the first ever crazy. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a category on IMDb, but there's a thing called Crazy Credits. and I was it's waiting a <laughs> for that secret to stay buried. And it's just uh, after the credits are over, there's a sound of a hook slashing through flesh and Ben Willis's horrific distorted laugh. 
Great. And that's crazy credits. Stellar. Stellar. Fantastic bit. And after the after the credits were over, you finally got to see Thanos snapping his fingers oh again. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, should we do a recap? I feel like we recap most of the movie. Uh, just talking. Real about quick it. recap. They 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 went a trip to the Bahamas. Went a trip to the Bahamas. Turns out it's stormy season. Stormy season. Stuck on an island. Killer comes uh, to the island, starts killing off the hotel staff and guests. Yep. Not Tur- many people on the island. Turns out Jennifer Love Hewitt's friend slash Brandy's friend slash college student. Interested lover. <laughs> is not really an interested lover at all. It turns out to be the son of the uh, of the killer. Hence why his name is Ben's son. He's the son of Ben. <laughs> yeah. What a twist. I, Yeah, the killer's name is Ben Willis, and he renamed himself Will Benson. Yeah, Will Benson. Son of Ben, Ben's son. Willis, Ben's son. Uh, he enrolled in college to get close to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Did he have any other plans? We don't know. Was he a psycho? Yes. Sociology um, major. Yeah. I was wondering if he was living his life and then his dad was like... Uh, nope. His dad, his dad was like, "Hey, uh, by the way, these kids almost murdered me. You should get close to them." No, he was in the shed, and then his dad shows up. He's all wet with no hand, and he goes, "Dad, what's up?" He's like, "Revenge is up." He's like, "I'm in, Dad. Who's, yeah. who's the mark?" Yep. Uh, yeah, it's it was really dumb. That's pretty much the whole movie. That's pretty much the whole movie. They come back. The ki- the son dies because the dad actually accidentally cuts him while while they're trying to kill Jennifer Love Hewitt. Well, yeah, let's we'll talk about that. Uh, but so, are you for real? It's yeah. every single horror trope. Every single. Horror. Trope. Everything from falling through ceilings uh, to holding dead people's hands. Looking behind you and there's no one there. And looking behind looking in front you, of you and yep. there's, you get slashed up. Hate that one. That's, oh, that one. Because get, get, that scares the shit out of me every time. Every fucking time. I so hate dumb. it. And it's like, and there's a lot of doors closing behind you. People in mirrors. Uh, situations happening sometimes. Uh, there was a voodoo element to this one, which oh, is yeah. which was nice. That's Bill Cobbs being a voodoo guy trying to protect them. That's a real good moment. Though. That was good. That was a good moment. Uh, there was you have the freak out over being zip tied to a tanning bed, which I never got because that was also an urban legends thing. That was in the urban legends movie. Is was it urban legends or final destination? Final destination. Just final destination where the where the girl dies by yeah. by getting sunburnt to death. In a tanning bed. <laughs> well, they cooked her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can you cook someone in a tanning bed is my question. You can, right? No. You what? Get, you get severely burned, but you don't like, you don't, you don't, you don't, bo- get you don't catch on fire. Boiled. Yeah. <laughs> catch on fire. She caught on fire in the final destination, <laughs> didn't she? Yeah, I think so. Um, so she's freaking out over being zip tied to a tanning bed, but then they smash the bed to release the victim. And how how safe is that? How much shards of glass is getting into Jennifer Love Hewitt's crevices and and and, and skin? She would have gotten cut the fuck up. C C T F U. Yeah. Um. Jack Black. We talked about being borderline problematic. More problematic than borderline. Uh. How's that guy with one hand dominating this is, everyone? This is the biggest part of the movie. Ben Willis is one. He's a hook hand he's got guy. One hand. Literally he, a hook on his hand. But he is also the most athletic, sneaky. And, so silent. And uh, possibly, sm- he was pretty smart in how he did things, I guess. Setting things up, bringing him to yeah, the island. He, he did good, but how? He's wearing he, moccasins. He has one time. hand, and he's large and lumbering. Half the time, he doesn't know what he's doing. He been, he's been hit by a car, so he can't be that mobile. Yeah, he's incredibly agile, except when it matters. The only times that he's not agile is at the end... 
At the end, when he kills his own son by putting a hook through his heart, because they, because he stands up. Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Freddie, can't Freddie, get away. Freddie, first, he's holding J-, J Love. Can't kill her uh, because Freddie comes in and, and threatens to shoot him. Gun doesn't work. Gets in a fight with his son. I believe the gun. And then work. he's like, "Stand him up, son." And then he takes a running start. This a running start. The part of that movie is incredible. <laughs> I would suggest go looking up just that last part. Yeah, I still know ending. It is so fucking funny in that the the killer just can't stop running and can't stop his hook once it's flying through the air and he just stabs his son in the own in uh, his heart. I love before that when when Ben is dragging Jennifer Love Hewitt through the mud <laughs> yeah. and then she has a knife and cuts him. She has a knife and the only thing she does was slice his arm slice a little bit. Slice his arm and then he says, <laughs> oh, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Ugh. And why does she not stab him anywhere Directly. else? Yeah, like into no his, slash. Into his body. Like she did the least effective thing you could possibly do in that moment when you have basically the upper hand. Yeah, she's like doing the karate like knife showing tricks instead of the actual practical usage. Maybe they're trying to show. Yeah, it's like how when somebody when you see somebody in a knife fight and they're holding it straight up and then you, and then the people are like in the movie were like you don't fight with the knife like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah then you hold up your wrist. You're like, <laughs> Cut him up. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're Everybody talking about. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Boom, boom, man city. What's up? And uh, he gets stabbed by... The guy who stabs is his son, who is not the best double agent. We're he gonna, sucks. He, he was pretty good at ingratiating himself. and like In the uh, beginning, yes. In the rewatch, it was nice to know that he's the bad guy the whole time. But it's like he forgot that he was the bad guy the whole time. It's like that he did just want to live his life and try to get with J Love for a little bit. They approached him the last like last shooting, uh, last day of shooting, and be like, "Okay, here's the big, here's the big twist scene. You ready?" He's like, "Twist? What? You're, <laughs> you're the bad guy? No way, really? That's that's what happened. That would be completely uh, believable, <laughs> believable yeah. because it was he hasn't turned until like the last possible second. Yeah, like five minutes left. In yeah, the film. exactly. When when he has blood on him and he's and he's limping. Thing and then he sends Jennifer Esposito. He has them all in his hands. It, like all he has to do is just lock them in that room and bring his dad down, and they're all just—they're all dead. It's like he looks like Arthur Fleck the entire time, and then you turn away at the last five minutes and turn back. He's wearing choker. Makeup. He did. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. And then he, he talked like Arthur Fleck yeah. Joker at the just very at and the very end of it, grinning and crazy like, eyes. You're going into the radio station. What's your favorite radio? Station? You you can do that. You voice. get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> do your radio guy. Uh, Call voice. You get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> um, the sound editing. Sound editing was absolutely horrendous. I I suggest anyone go back to this movie. Fifty eight minutes in, when they're walking, uh, right about right when the storm's about to hit, there is a pause in sound. So as they're walking, as a storm's going, you hear a break right, right when it cuts to like the the established shot to the close up. It just it just there's no no sound. It just goes blank for a second. <laughs> And I'm like, is this a, is this an error in the movie or is this an error on the streaming service? I don't know what it was. It's a goof. It's a big goof. I I, I got to see if it's on IMDb. Speaking but. of the sound, uh, the violin, the amount of violin screeches in this movie, could another be, bad trope. Could be a record. Yeah, it could be an all time record. They were doing it with every step that he was taking in like the final uh, the final scenes. Don't. Yeah, it's like Done. while he's moving, it's wee, 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 yeah. wee. <laughs> you're like, oh, he's stepping on that creaky floorboard again. Yeah. Classic Ben Willis. Yeah, hook, hook for a hand, motherfucker. Look, real good moments. We got to talk about the, uh, the the lines in this movie. We had some fantastic lines in this movie, mostly coming from uh, Brandy. Yeah, um, Mackay and Brandy were good. 
Look, Brandy's legitimately good. When Brandy freaks out when she finds the the maid dead in the dead in the dryer, you hear a bunch of tumbling. You know, it's that close up of "Ooh, what's in the dryer?" But instead of Brandy saying "What's in the dryer," it's a callback to earlier in the movie when she has shoes in the dryer. And so when the industrial dryer is going and all the thumping around, she goes, "Man, I wonder how many shoes are in that dryer." <laughs> one of the best lines of this entire film, if not one of the best lines of any film we've reviewed so far. I really enjoyed that callback. Check off, check off shoes in the dryer. Thoroughly appreciated that writing. Thank wow, that, you, Trey Calloway. That's very good. That's very good. Uh, Freddie Prince, when he's uh, trying to get, uh, yep. oh, so, so the story goes, Freddie Prince gets attacked by the killer in the beginning of the movie, and so the whole story of Freddie Prince, the B story, is him trying to get to the Bahamas to try to save uh, the love of his life, Jennifer. The love. I don't know how are they going to just keep Freddie Prince out of this movie? It's crazy, crazy that he got that he got uh, axed early. Uh, but he uh, holds the holds a boater uh, at gunpoint while he's trying to go to the Bahamas, and uh, the boater goes. You don't want to go out there. There's there's a storm out there. There's a storm. I love uh, the amount of fishermen that are still in this movie. Yeah. Freddie Prince responds, speaking of Freddie Prince, fisherman, I'm not looking for a weather report. Uh, I'm looking for a boat. (laughs) I really like that one. Well, what he doesn't know is that Freddie's actually a great fisherman. Great fisherman. And uh, can handle himself on a boat. Yeah. He's he's even stronger than a guy with one arm. Yeah. Freddie Prince should not have gotten overpowered as often as he does in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Ray? Ray. Same Ray in the movie, yeah. Yeah, good old Ray. <laughs> That's what Brandy says at the end. Uh, speaking of good, uh, real good moment lines, the callback from the original movie when uh, it's one of its best bad good moments of the original. I know what you did last summer is when uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt screams to the air, and he's watching us and waiting. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? They bring it back for this movie. She's in the graveyard. They, what are you waiting for? Yeah, she does. It, it's an all timeline. Uh, I'll edit it in here, but and they they put a little sound on it too, which made it even cooler. Do you hear me? If you want me back, come and get me. I'm right here, but my grave stays empty. Um, whom? What made? What made the movie work, at least for me, Nick, is uh the trope of no one believing the victim is in the first act. You like that? I mean, it, it's effective. It's effective, especially for a sequel. When you when it's all like, oh, it's all over and done. What are you freaking out about? And they don't see anything that she's actually seeing. Yeah, you're right. Like the whole like because at the same time, in the first beginning act and a half of this movie, you think she's crazy because there are things that seriously she is only seeing that no one else is seeing. Like that that she still she still got PTSD from the previous year, but at the same time, she's still she's seeing things that are actually there. But mixing with the whole crying wolf situation. Yeah, the PTSD is very real. Something yeah. that they don't bring up. They should talk about that well more. enough. That's like, the real fear. Yeah, Ray is the one that seems to have the most PTSD, and he's the one that got the least in the first movie. He he's was, coping. Yeah, he he was the guy who like really shut down mentally and like tried to and tried to reassess and. Uh, so yeah, nobody so, else really. They needed to go to more therapy. APA all these had kids, it wrong. These poor kids. Look, APA had it wrong the whole time. The only man that cures PTSD, obviously, according to Ray, manual physical labor, <laughs> yeah. arduous physical labor, where death def- death occurs instantaneously as a fisherman. <laughs> I thought that uh, kind of along the same lines. I thought that all the kids making yeah, dumb uh, college decisions was. Pretty spot on. Like them it's not knowing trope. the answer and them just being like, we want a free trip. We're taking it. Look, I was a college kid once. I made dumb decisions. Yeah. Dumb choices. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I, I was know. there. Yeah. Yep. 
Who didn't work? What didn't work for you? Late 90s dance clubs? <laughs> I feel like this and then show Showgirls and that other movie we were watching where there was like a weird 90s dance scene. I don't see I I don't see myself ever being like, "Oh, that's cool." That that's what a club looks like. Yeah. Never. The most legit 90s dance club was in Hocus Pocus. That uh, wasn't a dance club. Yeah, that was the par- no the parents dance party. Yeah, <laughs> that was the that was best a community one. theater. Yeah, that- no, the best one is <laughs> that's what dance clubs should be. No, look, the, the, <laughs> if you're telling me what a '90s club looks like, I'm thinking Night at the Roxbury. Like those look like actual clubs that I'd go to. We are going to do Night at the Roxbury one day, people. Dinner. We're yeah. going to. We and, just will. We have yeah, to. And that's gonna be that's gonna be the club life. Like everything pales in comparison uh, in the '90s to what the Night at the Roxbury was because there's so much there's so much goodness in that. In that movie. Yeah, we'll have to get a a raver from the 90s on that one. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, A lot of ring pops. Who didn't work for me? I'm going to say Ben Willis still. Bad guy. I just don't get... I just don't get how this guy is... He's he's not scary enough. We need to recast this guy. Late 90s. You got to get... The information that we know. You need a slightly bigger name. Aiden Quinn. Yeah. He was scary in Practical Magic. Yeah, he he could be. Yeah. He's like... (laughs) He was? This is Aiden Quinn. I didn't ask some questions the first time. Uh, let me cut your throat here. That's Aiden Quinn. Yeah, or uh, you you could have done uh, the Gary Busey. No, because the Gary Busey already had his head trauma by then, so it can't be Gary Busey. Who's the other Busey brother? No, Jake, Jake, Jake Busey, Busey, the son of Gary Busey. <laughs> Make Jake Busey the. He was very young in this film. Uh, if this was to occur, though, because this was right around the time of Starship Troopers, where he was real young. Yeah, so, uh, well, he doesn't play an old guy. No, That's you're doing late. He's too old, too. Yeah, if you're doing late, yeah. I mean, he's Randy 60. Quaid. Randy, Randy Quaid would be good. Randy Quaid. Dennis Quaid would be good. He somebody, plays a good crazy. Yeah, somebody that's kind of scarier. Not as, like... Uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah, oh, that would be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> you know, anybody. Well, really I'm just going to take my hook and I, hit the, you in the hand. That's what really what ruined the first movie is the reveal of of Ben Willis is just nothing. this old this old white guy was did nothing for me. It was very nothing. That's actually the worst part of the movie. Yeah. And him coming back, they're just like, we love our shitty villain so much, we're gonna try to make him a thing. Yeah. They're just trying to make something that doesn't fit a thing. Maybe make his son the big killer. Right. Very than, lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's what I didn't get. I I hated that. Replace the character with an animal. Who you got? I got the fake Bahamanian <laughs> porter. I'm yeah. gonna replace it with a beaver. Okay, cool. Yeah, he could. He could because he'd he'd survive uh, his killing because he would just swim away. Or, yeah, or slap uh, slap the killer with his with his big old tail. Yeah, I recently uh, watched a documentary about beavers. Was it called I... The Beaver with Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster? Uh, I'm gonna replace the boat captain that Freddie Prinze uh, uses a gun to to make him hold him hostage yeah uh i'm gonna replace him with a seafaring pirate bird so the pirate bird does it have an eye patch yeah pirate bird has an eye patch does it have a peg leg uh yeah because they don't really need legs right the peg leg a chopstick (laughs) (laughs) because that would be the only thing that works uh make it fresh how do you make it fresh uh i think like we said we we make post-traumatic stress disorder the real killer of this movie yeah i I think it's like it's all in (laughs) jennifer the love hewitt's head and either she's the killer or all these killings are imaginative I like she, that a lot. And she lost her mind. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Or Jennifer Esposito is the killer. <laughs> Ooh. Hot killer. Yeah. Hot Maybe you make it Hot Killer. That's the sequel. That's the sequel title. Hot Killer. Hot Killer. Hot Killer. Uh, soundtrack by Bobby Spurter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, top five. Top, no, no, no. Real quick, make it fresh. Obviously, the big call out that we called out at the beginning of the film, uh, beginning of the podcast, give me more John Hawks. <laughs> give me more John Hawks. He's underutilized. Obviously, that's why he's an Oscar-nominated actor. He, Obviously. Was the, he was the boat captain bringing him there, right? No, he was the partner. He was Ray's partner. Like, it's... Easily oh, slashed yeah. up <laughs> yeah. in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. They sing that song. Oh, yeah, They're yeah, singing, yeah. Uh, what do they sing? <laughs> They're singing Whitesnake. Oh, my God. <laughs> we forgot to mention they were singing Whitesnake. Oh, man, I totally blanked on that <laughs> whole beginning part. <laughs> yeah, Ray working on the dock with John Hawks is, when it first starts, you're like, this should be the fucking movie. Yeah, this is greasy. The movie, I love it. <laughs> the movie should be John Hawks. Greasy I thought John Hawks might have been the bad guy. That would have been. That's the way if to he go. He was the son. Yeah, make him the bad guy. That would have been a good one. H- him and Ben Willis. Were he like, looks like he's been hit by. Him a Him and Ben Willis were like brothers. You could have done that. No problem. Yeah, getting revenge for his brother. Yeah, that's pretty good. Better than son revenge. Yeah, better than Willis Benson. Okay, well we just made it better. Made John Hawks the real bad guy. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I believe him as a crazy guy, and he's nimble. Yeah, yeah, because he's got his little skin body. His yeah. little skin body. Yeah. Okay, well we did it. And now it's time for the top five. Top five. Okay, we're going to do our first ever plot keywords top five. Would you rather do Hooded Figure or Haunted by the Past? We're going to click on one of these. Hooded Figure. Hooded Figure? Yeah. Okay, here are the top 20 Hooded Figure movies. As done by IMDb. We got Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. We got Star Wars. Who is the hooded figure in that? <laughs> Palpatine. 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 Then he's in Star Wars. <laughs> Just put up for Palpatine. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. We're only going Stupid. off this this IMDb list for some reason. <laughs> Number two, we got uh, we got Episode Four: A New Hope. We got Grand Budapest Hotel. Number three. Wow, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> we got Glass. Number four makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hot Fuzz. Yep. Uh, the Nun. I mean, no. <laughs> you can see her face. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's that's the plot keyword. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got the Ninth Gate. Oh wow. Roman Polanski starring Johnny Depp and Frank Langella. I can't believe you haven't seen that film. As above, so below. Ooh. A movie that I will never watch. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Oh wow! Yeah. Yep. Uh, I kn- I still know what you did last summer. Uh, the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> Oh, bye bye, man. That's a that's a that's a future contender. It, it looks bad. That's it's for real sure. Real bad. Uh, saw four. Saw four. Oh yeah, saw four. And then uh, let's see. Carrie Ann Moss and Faye Dunaway are in the Bye Bye Man. And for the last two that I will choose, I'm gonna choose stuff that we actually know about. Let's choose Christmas Carol, Jim Carrey version t- from 2009, <laughs> and the last one, uh, Man with an Iron Fist. There are a lot, but this is strictly based off this IMDb list. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Nick. You go ahead. No no order. New Hope. I'm putting mine in order. Number one, New Hope. Number two, Grand Budapest. Number three, Hot Fuzz. Number four, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Number five, number five, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> wow. I like that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, oh, I'll do Kyle's top five too. Number one, Rise of Skywalker. Number two, A New Hope. Oh yeah, and then yeah. number three. And then he doesn't rank any of the, the rest other are all the Star Wars. Movies. Yeah, the rest are all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, because Palpatine's in all of them. Um, <clears throat> no particular order. I'm gonna do Hot Fuzz. Uh, I'm gonna put in. Uh, I'm gonna put in Glass. I'm gonna put yeah, in Glass. I'm should be put in, in there. Chris, Christmas Carol. Actually, Glass is what I I think about because he is called the Green Hood, right? He's hooded. No, the hooded. 
No, the Green Hood is a different show. He's called you're the thinking Hood. You think of the Red Hood? Yeah, he's called just the Hood. No, he's called something. The Hood. The Overseer. Oh, yeah. boring. Yeah, dumb. Um, yeah, really dumb. So what did I say? I said Hot Fuzz, Glass, Christmas Carol. I'll do New Hope because of my love of Jawas. Yep. Uh, yeah, what have Um, and then my last choice. Uh, I, I still know, still know, and I know because that's an iconic hooded figure. Yeah, believe it or not, it actually is. Yeah, he wears a hood well too. The slicker. Yeah, that slicker. The slicker. It makes sense at the at the at when I first watched these films, I'm like, why is he wearing rain jackets the entire time? But first first film makes sense because it's a fishing village, and the second film, <laughs> the second film, the trivia goes they didn't want to make it seem like jarring where there's no ocean by the, which is why they explained the Bahamas. Yeah, and he used to work there. I guess, yeah, former <laughs> worker. What a, what a twist. <laughs> he was like, man, I need a place to trap these kids. I know exactly ki- where. <laughs> I talk to my old boy Jeffrey Coombs. <laughs> they can't be spring break uh, because it's summer. So can't really afford those plane tickets. Can't for, really, for yeah, Malaysia. it's like, <laughs> yeah. how did they afford to buy all their tickets to this, uh, this abandoned island? He killed a bunch of people and stole their wallets. That's the only, that's <laughs> oh, the only yeah, logic, that's, logic that's, I have. That's true. The only game we'll play is name the third sequel. There already is one that's I'll always know what you did last summer, I'll but it's direct, direct to video. Let's rename Rename that and a quick plot. Uh, the movie title is called All Know Forever, What You Did Last Summer. Uh, and it's uh, it's Jennifer Love Hewitt. It's it's what I wanted the movie to be. It's Jennifer Love Hewitt uh, coping with her sanity in an insane asylum and doesn't know if there's an actual killer in the insane asylum. At this point, she has so much PTSD that it's possible. Yeah, because I think it'd be like... because obviously the, We didn't talk about the very ending of this movie. Does she die? Is that another dream sequence sort of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. That That's another weird part where, like, where she gets pulled under a bed. Yeah. I think that was Ray. <laughs> I think he brushed his teeth and then jumped over the bed while she was walking towards the bed and pulled her under. <laughs> gotcha. Even though you saw his face, but that could have been her PTSD. Yeah, idea. that's PTSD. There ain't no way. Because she shot him. She shot him multiple times. A lot of times. Multiple times. And he went down to no the grave. Ain't no way he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he got shot in the head. Wouldn't you ask to see their bodies too, first thing? You would watch those bodies to make sure they don't move at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're dismembering at that point. Yeah. It's like, I have this much bad PTSD. What's a little What's a little more going to do any damage? Let me see this arm severed. Um, but yeah, uh, 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 that's my that's my thing. Is like she's trapped in an insane asylum, and she's not sure if she's broke her PTSD, if the PTSD is broke her. Yeah. Uh, mine's going to be a prequel sequel. It's going to be I Know What You Did Last Summer of 69. Oh. So it's like a flashback uh, of... How Ben went crazy? Yeah, that like relates these. It it makes uh, the Ben character gives him some credibility because that's what he needs coming into these movies. He needs a he needs more of a lore about him. So he is the actual hook guy. He's the man of legend. I feel like uh, I feel like that could tie into I still know in the fact that uh, summer '69 is when yeah uh, he worked at that that island worked at the <laughs> island uh, um, had had a child out of wedlock with like a with yeah. like a guest and then that baby is not is not uh, the the killer and I still know it's Jack Black and that's why he goes back to the <laughs> island to kill his bastard son to end that bloodline wow I like it wow, poor Jack Black poor Jack Black final thoughts. <laughs> Uh yeah, has J- has Jay Love made a good movie? I, I want to say no. The tuxedo, no, it's not good. House arrest, kinda. She's better for TV. Heartbreakers. She's better for TV. She is better at TV. Uh, she's I don't not- know why. I don't know. 
She was one of my OG crushes, uh, me and every other person oh, on the planet. still is a crush. Are yeah, you she's me? beautiful. She's gorgeous to this day. Yeah. I'm glad she never went down. Uh, she always has just been a working actress. Like, no drama about her, really. Like, uh, who is she married to? Uh, she, uh, uh, jo- Joey Lawrence? I don't know. Joey La- <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Joey Lawrence, he's in the second Urban Legend, so we have to do this. Okay, fine. My final thought, uh, back to the soundtrack talk. Uh, no Brandy on the soundtrack. I looked it up. Yeah, no Brandy. It was weird. They couldn't afford her? Yeah. They're, they could barely afford her in the movie, and they're like, uh, her and Mackay don't want to do a song? Oh, no. So they did a Jennifer Love Hewitt song on there. Oh, no. Better than the Big Green. Hell no. Nope. There's no way. There's no way. Yes. The original one is close. I hate this movie. Uh, <laughs> you do? I just hate the editing. Like, I hate the technical aspect of this film. I don't hate the film as a whole. I hate, like, the, 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 the tech specs. Yeah. Uh, re-rate it. Two percent. I'll give it a five. So together with the twenty-five, and it barely makes our cut. Oh <laughs> dang! Two plus five is twenty-five. Uh, what's your blurb? My blurb is let this fucking franchise die. <laughs> let it go away. Oh, that's it, a callback to her last line too. Yeah. Just fucking die. <laughs> 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 that that was the most realistic part of the movie. Yeah. That, that's what you would yell yeah. when you have to shoot this guy that has been haunting you for years. It's like the end of Scream. Like all the end of Screams end the same way. It's like this is what you do in a in a scary movie situation is you you straight up annihilate this person yeah. that's trying to kill you. Like you don't give any sort of option to 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 signify life. Uh, my blurb is, uh, I still know this is the last summer that I'll watch this movie. Oh, yeah, summer's over. Dang. Summer's over. Falls here. Pumpkin head time. Boom, boom, beep, boom, 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 boom. Uh, real recommendations. What you got? Uh, Fargo, the TV show's back. Uh, Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. I'm still catching up. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Either. I haven't watched it yet. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to binge. I'm going to be, I'm going to wait and be the binger. I'm going to be the binger guy. Just go 10, ten through. Yeah, that could be a good call with this. I heard bad things initially, and now I'm hearing decent things. So really, there's only been one episode. How could you? <laughs> Critics. Oh, whatever. they got like the first three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. It's just like every other fucking show. No, Holly. Holly. No, Holly. Yeah, he's kind of. I didn't realize how much of a hit or miss he was, <laughs> and it turns he's, out he's kind of a hit or miss. He's mostly hit the the his neck. He gets a little heady sometimes. I think maybe well, is what it is. Legion. Yeah. I think uh, it's he's his last two endeavors have been missed, like Lucy in the Sky and uh, and the third season of Fargo. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was thinking about watching that. Third season of Fargo had some redeeming parts. It's good. It's it just still, different. It was still good with Ewan as the two roles. I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah, yeah, and then your girl, your my gal. girl, your gal, Mary Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm reading the third body problem. Oh yeah, the three body problem uh, that just got optioned to Netflix by. Uh, DB and and uh, DB Weiss and Benioff, um, yeah, DDB and DW. So far, so so good. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. Real science fictiony. It's one. It's the first of a of a series, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I just realized. It's a Chinese, right? Yeah, Chinese. Chinese series. While I was getting to the end of it, is how I realized that there's a lot more of these. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I'm signing up for all of them. It's fair. Uh, I'm gonna see where the last. Uh, 50, 60 pages of this go. And then I'm going to take it from there. But he- it, it's a little too okay. a little too heady, but otherwise I think I think it's possible. Groovy, man. Cool. Well, thanks for... Uh, God uh, damn it. 
Thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, of course, we all uh, our, our consensual uh, real recommendation is vote. Vote early. Uh, vote if you can. Um, tell everyone who you know who can to vote. Um, and then earlier, like I said, uh, you know what? Yeah, just get a flu shot. Why yeah, not? get a flu shot. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you uh, for one more episode of Spooktober. And uh, then we got big episodes 99 and 100. Uh, should we reveal those? Nope. Okay, nope. we're going to tease you. We're going to tease, we're gonna tease you. <laughs> Yeah, to, we don't. We're gonna tease you for ninety-eight, ninety-nine, one hundred because we don't know the next three. Yeah, we might be the next three days starring yeah, Russell Crowe. Probably not because it's a good movie. Yeah, you're right. Three days of the candor. Oh, three days with candor. I like that. <laughs> uh, that's Nick. Uh, this has been Steven. As I always say, keep it, uh, keep it, keep it funky. Keep it fresh. I got this. Keep one. it, keep it. Re- some things are out, some things are out, like a turn on side. Arlo is the dog has been here farting up a storm. Has he? I think, or it's me. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably him. Hold on. Hold on. We're about to take it away. We're about to take it away. We're about to take it away. We got Little five dog seconds. parts happening. Five, four, three, two, one. We're playing it.